0: You are listening to the Soar Above Cancer podcast, episode 124, Learning From Our Storytellers, a chat with Joe Bakmuski, with your host, Gabrielle and Alex. Hello, fellow cancer thrivers. Welcome to this week's episode of the Soar Above Cancer podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding the strength to not only survive a cancer diagnosis, but thrive at living one's life with cancer. So Joe has been on the podcast before. So before you listen to this episode, if you want to go check that out, it's probably going to give you a bit of more background information on who Joe is. But regardless, uh, if you've heard it or not, I would love to hear what your answer is for who is Joe today?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on, guys. I mm-hmm. love talking to you. I love what you do. Um, today, I am a person who's being changed by cancer. You know, everybody says, I will not let cancer define me. But you know what? How can it not? Right? It changes so much about who we are, how we feel, how we respond to things, Isn't it even the way you see yourself. But for me, I believe that we are, can define ourselves by choosing how cancer is going to define us. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's defined me in the way that I uh, look at life as fragile as, as precious and what you want to make a difference and contribute to help other people who go through it or have been through it and try to make the world as cliche as it sounds a little bit better in a way that is meaningful to me
2: yeah it's a great answer thank you for sharing that joe now the last time we had you on, we talked a little bit about your cancer experience and what you've been going through at the time. And this time around, we're kind of looking towards how you've been telling that story. So if you don't mind getting into telling us about how you've been telling your cancer story to the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Alex. So yeah. one thing that's changed for me is, uh, as I was writing my, uh, my book, Simplify Cancer, uh, Man's Guide to Navigating the Everyday Reality of Cancer. What's happened is I began writing a series of stories about myself and trying to understand storytelling. And one of the big mistakes for me that's happened was trying to tell an epic, overarching story. That's mm-hmm. something that would encompass all the big ideas and something that, you know, tell the kind of the big picture and trumpet it from the rooftops. But what I realized as I, really through first of all by learning from great storytellers and and also by delving deep and and running through and rewriting things over and over again that i realized that it's sometimes it's important to pick out little stories and tell them in great detail Mm -hmm. so that people can really kind of picture it and, and and kind of see themselves in it and when you pick out these little moments and you kind of weave it into a fabric kind of the kind of greater fabric of telling a story about yourself mm. and if you start with something small i find that being very descriptive gets an incredible message across mm. and it's something becomes this, that people can relate to you know because when a few years ago when i was in the shower and just really getting myself clean and, and my hand reached down I, my hand reached down and i felt this lump I felt this hot lump on my testicle. And like in that moment, like I knew that something was wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like in that moment, I knew that, uh, you know, it just explained to me why for weeks, you know, I felt like my underwear has shrunk several yeah. sizes. Yeah. And, and Alex, you know exactly what that feels like. Yeah, yeah that's that it. That's it. I know. I, and, so, and, and it felt off and it felt wrong. And my face, my face was like the face in the movie Aliens, right? Where uh, you know you you realize as the person that there is monster who's living inside you,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that this, this monster can you know break through your ribcage and break on through, mm-hmm. right? And yet you feel completely powerless to do anything about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You see, when I tell that story, um and, and I uh, and I go into probably even more detail. that. When I tell this story, you don't really necessarily think of me. <laughs> you don't think about my <laughs> testicles or whatever's happened to me. You think about the time that it's happened to you. Mm-hmm. You think about the time that you found out that you had cancer. And, and, and that's how we all relate. That's the power of
2: storytelling. Yeah, of course. Amazing.
0: That's exactly why we have guests on the show It that was an incredible answer and right there I think I've learned a lot already from our conversation. So I can only imagine our listeners probably found something interesting out of that answer, something that they can adopt in their lives. You've already shared one story, but do you have another favorite cancer story that you like to tell, something that maybe makes you laugh or is very impactful?
1: yeah absolutely i um and i think this is f- for me uh, an example to me i guess how i started to tell better stories myself and this is about something that happened to me uh and i, I think i've related the story to you guys mm-hmm. previously um but this was this really happened to me when i was in uh in my hospital getting going through chemo and I kind of sent an email to all of my friends saying, hey, I'm going to be in hospital getting, you know, for uh, nine weeks, getting this type of treatment. Um, and I kind of expected people to call me or text me or you know, want to come and visit. We were just really quiet for mm-hmm. days and days. And I thought, and all of a sudden it just hit me. Yeah, like, of course, I know why that's happening. I know why it's happening because you know, we're in a hospital, right? And they must be blocking the signal. Right, like Because there's all this you know, fancy medical equipment, right? That makes sense. Yeah. So I thought, okay, cool. I'll just test it out. So I, I took my phone and I kind of walked out of, uh, walked through my oncology ward, which is kind of difficult because I had my drip that I was dragging with me. And like, my head was all over the place. So was, I was walking around like a zombie. I was basically dragging this whole drip around me. Yeah. kind of uh, cannula stuck in my arm. And eventually I found the landline, and I thought, I'll just call my mobile just to make sure you know obviously like you can get through it um so i I pick it up, I use this landline i call um, I call my mobile and it, it lights up, and this phone plays you know my silly jingle, and I look at it, I look at my phone and I hold it in my hand and i'm and and it hits me that nobody's coming. Yeah. And that's when I realized that, you know, those friends that I have relied on, that many of them have really deserted me at the time when I really needed them the most. Mm-hmm. And I could have said to you just now, right? I could have told you that I had a bunch of friends who disappeared on me. But it's isn't it more impactful when i tell you what really happened mm-hmm. so you can really imagine what it was like for me right i don't have to speak about uh you know what happened i can actually show you right mm-hmm. it's like a glimpse yeah y-
0: you can connect with us or we could connect with you
2: yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So it's I think it becomes a lot more relatable, and this is the idea of what I found, you know, in just in my personal research on telling stories. Is this whole thing that people talk about, you know, in the world of, um, in the world of uh, writing screenplays. This is whole idea or books, in fact, you know, fiction even. Right, mm. it's the idea of show, don't tell. Yeah. So this is the idea that. I think described, uh, I can't remember who that was, so I can't credit them properly. But it was this idea, don't talk about the rain, but describe the feeling of being rained on. Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely. So in regards to telling your story, the fact is everyone's cancer experience evolves in some capacity. So how has your story evolved over time? And how has that changed, if at all, how you tell it? Uh, The
1: biggest difference is that now I've learned to use different stories in different contexts. Mm -hmm. So um, to me, each story usually has a message connected with it. You know, so for example, in the story that I, um, you know, told you about just now about uh, kind of Maybe in the hospital, and yeah. my friends kind of go on missing. This is where I would talk about the importance of support you know and, and being there with people who are truly there for you and and being surrounded by them and really concentrating on the people who truly support you. Mm-hmm. so to me, I try to connect a message from my experience in a way that is hopefully relevant to sharing either some useful lesson to perhaps a person. Who's been through it, or perhaps just just hopefully a positive message, something that can help other people or at least inspire them in some small way.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you tell?
1: Go ahead. Yeah. So it really has been, uh, I believe, something that a story really serves a purpose, Mm -hmm. and having a number of those stories can serve different purposes depending on what you want to relate. And the more I talk about it, I find. I find different messages comes out. I found, I find that other themes start to come out and they start to contribute to kind of the bigger picture of my cancer experience, but ultimately the way that I see myself, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you structure your story differently on and off of your brand? Let's say, or on live when you're writing a, Blog post or recording a podcast versus w- in your personal life?
1: Absolutely not. I I feel that the best way is to make these things one and the same. You no know, whether that's um, relates to a book, whether that's uh, relates to just a conversation I'm having with someone at a barbecue, it makes absolutely uh, absolutely no difference at all. You know, I I believe that. The the biggest, um, the biggest difference is try to make it as real and as authentic and as detailed as possible. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously that depends on the context. You know, if if (laughs) if we've only just met and we're having a coffee somewhere, I mean, I wouldn't go down like a ten minute (laughs) rabbit (laughs) hole of telling you my whole life. But but you know what I mean. But at the same time, I don't try to exaggerate anything or tell something in the way that um, is not authentic to the way that I am, you know?
2: Good. Yeah, that's good. And if you could describe your brand or the way you tell your story, in one word, what would that word be?
1: Authentic. authentic. I, I, I believe that to me, authenticity is the greatest currency in our modern world. We've got so much, and I don't know if you see this, guys. I'd love to hear your perspective. But there is so much, not necessarily just only fake stuff out there, but there is people who try to overthink things. And I know I'm guilty of that sometimes. Uh, There's people who try to, uh, you know, get something across, and it becomes convoluted and becomes all over the place. I think the biggest thing that we can all C- uh, connect with is authenticity is when people have been real is when they have been honest. That's what that's what we all love. That's what we all crave. That's what mm-hmm. we all crave. Like when you catch up with your friend, when you catch up with a mate, the only thing that we are all interested in is just hearing the real story, mm-hmm. not some you know perfect vision of yourself. Uh, we want to hear about what went right, but also what went wrong. What scares you? What yes. freaks you out, <laughs> you know? I think that is authenticity. Yeah, and being real.
2: And you know what? It's 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 refreshing to hear that, Joe. Because a lot of what we've talked about quite recently, and basically just the way we've described and the way we've gone about certain topics, is vulnerability is a is a big portion of your growth after cancer, during cancer. Just being able to understand, you know. If you need certain help, whether that be physically, mentally, um, just being able to be open, sharing your feelings with others, not necessarily internalizing too much. And it's, it's one side of the other, the other side of the coin, right? Being vulnerable, being authentic, just being your true self. You can learn a lot more about yourself if you're being open and honest. Mm-hmm. And a lot of others can see the real you and whether that's a good or bad thing or whether you do or do you know, need help, you know, you get that more support because people truly believe what you have to say. Exactly, and it's heck of a
1: lot easier as well. You know, when you, when you don't have to put on a brave face or appear a certain way, I, I've noticed it just, was just a massive weight off my shoulders. I could just relax and just be myself, you know, as cliche as it sounds.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you finally have energy to dedicate to living your life to the fullest or even like living life according to your values instead of just trying to spend so much energy dealing with other people and, and how you are with them. So- exactly.
1: And I think, you know, after all of our experiences, and I think that's true for, um, for you, Gabriel, and for you, Alex, and, and to anyone listening, if you go through, through the experience of basically just being hit in the face with cancer, you know that there is no time to waste. You know, it's not an intellectual conversation anymore. We are in a position, we are in an ultimate position where we know that every single day it can be taken away. There's no time to make a good impression. There's no more time to be nice. There's no more time to paint a pretty picture because the only thing that we have is interactions with people and ultimately, you know, living a meaningful life in whatever way that is for you, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Do you look up to someone specific in this, when it comes to storytelling, have you found someone who has inspired you as you've grown as a storyteller?
1: Yes, absolutely. I would recommend this man right here. Uh, this is Bo Eason mm-hmm. and he, this is his new book. No plan B for your A game. This is um, how to be the best at what you do. Um, I really love Bo because he is an incredible storyteller. I, I think even from the perspective of um, learning how to tell stories, he's a speaker. But it's really taught me one the kind of key takeaway I've heard him say was um, that the... The more detailed your story is, the more universal it becomes. This has yeah. been a real revelation yeah. to me personally because it's been, um, I always thought it was something that runs the other way. It was yeah. like you had to make it kind of almost as generic as possible. Mm-hmm. But it makes, made me realize that the more we truly make it about our own experiences, the more that people will be reminded of their own experiences, what happened to them. And that makes it easier to relate and ultimately easier to connect. Mm
2: -hmm. It's actually, I mean, it's a good point you make because even when you were describing that the detail is actually more universal, the first thought I had was, but what, you know, how is that possible if everyone's got their own way of thinking? But I guess it's true. You really take away the story, what it means to you. And when you're more detailed, there's more parts about a story that you can actually gain from it because you can relate to it. So I can kind of I can kind of see where you're coming from there. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly, Alex. And you know and you know I think I think the, the, another way
1: to to the way that I think about it is if you describe your story in the way that it is for you, we are all unique. We are absolutely unique individuals, but yeah. we have so many things that are in common, right? So even though your experience, let's say of going through cancer is incredibly unique to you, but yet we share so many characteristics across the way that sharing a story that is very detailed is going to bring out those exact same things
2: mm-hmm. that we
1: all go through, like the, the, like the uncertainty, like not knowing what's going on,
2: mm-hmm. being
1: confronted with, you know, potential of death and dying, facing uh, unknown when you're dealing with uh, you know medical uh, specialists and, and going for uncomfortable tests like all of these things mm-hmm. they are universal we all go through that yeah. and tell you what even beyond that even beyond that like I wonder if you take anyone who suffered through anything else through you know losing a friend or going mm-hmm. through depression or uh, going through an accident of some kind mm-hmm. it's still a traumatic event. And they would still find themselves connecting with a story because it's still underlying themes, uh, uniquely human, you know, across the spectrum.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So outside of Bo, do you have any favorite podcasts, YouTube artists, vloggers, bloggers? And if so, why are they your favorite? What makes them so good at maybe storytelling?
1: Uh, to me it's um, it has to be Brendan Bouchard. Mm-hmm. Um he is uh, I think uh, an incredible storyteller and a leader. I, I love his books and his videos. Um to me it's it's uh, the reason why I have um the greatest respect for him in the world of I guess self-development and and mm-hmm. uh you know, self-improvement and becoming a better person, whether that's in in the context of uh, professional or uh, or just personal. Uh, What I believe that uh, really stands out for me is is leadership, right? I think we're all, I believe that we're all leaders in our own way. And, And I think leadership is ultimately something that brings people together. It's not about, telling people what to do which is how i thought of leadership when i started you know my professional career and i thought that yeah. that's what leaders are about thats just tell you what to do and it's not like that at all right like i mean to me like yeah that, that's why i guess i uh, respect people like brendan Bouchard and because it's finding that leader within all of us mm-hmm. to really come out and talk about what what you believe like what you guys are doing this podcast which ultimately people can listen to and go i'm not alone i've been through this as well and there's people who get me and you know we can go through this experience together and come out stronger Mm
0: -hmm. and you are that person for so many others so what's the best piece of advice that you would give someone else maybe starting in the process of telling their story
1: Thank you so much. Well, I would, I would, uh, the first thing I would do is, uh, I'll actually give you a couple of things. Okay. The first thing that I would do, and this is something that I've only did, uh, a little bit later is I was trying to maybe prepare for a speech that I was going to make is create really a story bank of stories that you have experienced that might be related to Cancer or life in general, like whatever, like depending on the context, and really write down the stories and write a write down maybe a primary emotion mm-hmm. that you know was connected with it. And when you have maybe a list of stories, then you can kind of dive into it. So I'll give you an example. Like to me, um the story of My story of being in the shower that I've told you in the beginning Mm. uh, of how I found a lump on my testicle, like to me, like the feeling that I really associate with it is shock, right? Shock of finding that out, you know? uh, For example, being in the story of me being in the waiting room with an oncologist for the very first time, the real emotion that I felt in that moment was helplessness, Mm. And having that, I guess, a connection with a particular situation, uh, having that primary emotion, that means that you can kind of dig deep into it. Because ultimately, each story, at least to me, is about you know an emotional connection, right? Like the reason why we, we talk about, the reason why we connect is because you can go, I felt that as well in my own way, you know? So I would, I would start with writing down moments that were defining for you in some way. Okay. And... And also write out what was that particular emotion. So And then maybe write down a few sentences and then go tell that story. Tell that story to, to your partner, to your friend, to uh, someone you work with. And I find that the story develops so much more when you actually tell this story out loud to someone. Even if you're going to, for example, later, write it down in the form of a blog post or or like a social post whatever that is but it really helps at least to me to get a lot of clarity by also talking through this story and i often honestly i do it multiple times with different people and that's where i noticed that certain details come up that maybe i uh, haven't considered before or i noticed that i went off on a tangent maybe i can kind of just bring it back next time so so, yeah, so just to kind of bring it all together, I would write down a story bank of, of kind of stories and what happened. And I would put an emotion in a word or two words that is connected to each of those stories. Mm-hmm. Then maybe write down a sentence or two or three that kind of describes what the story is for you. And then ultimately tell it to other people because that I think is the way to make it come to life.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. that's actually really, really solid advice, and I think both of us might even look into that because I know we're both Gabrielle and I looking to to write and tell our own stories, and so we could always use the most advice that we can get, so we appreciate that. Um, but what is love to hear yeah. the stories? Oh yeah, and you know what once, once we put them together, you'll be one of the first people to hear. I can promise you that, Joe, you have uh, been fantastic. Fantastic um, looking forward. Of, it, course, of course. In regards to telling your story, what has been really the biggest cancer barrier to telling it? And how, if so, have you overcome it?
1: The biggest barrier has been uh the fear of being judged, the fear of um people going, yeah, I, th- I think you touched on it, uh, Alex, in, in the context of vulnerability. I mean, mm-hmm. if I, for example, s- share a story about, you know, my mm-hmm. friends uh, kind of not being there for me in the way that I wanted them to, wouldn't people think that, oh, maybe, you know, maybe, you're, maybe you are that person. Maybe you mm-hmm. deserve for people to really not be there for you. Yeah. So I was afraid of being judged and and but what i found is that people respond to it in a powerful way because i guess we've all been in a position where you know we've been let down by Mm -hmm. situations or people in different contexts doesn't have to be cancer i mean i i know that you guys have some great support in your lives and that's fantastic you know but we've all been let down so people can connect with that emotion at some stage Mm -hmm. so i think letting go of that and saying this is me this is what happened
2: uh
1: i need to tell the story because it will ultimately help me to feel better about it i think this this selfish angle that i i think is hugely important is saying will this help me to feel better about myself yeah and if it does then i promise you it will help other people as well yeah. because when you open up about something that is meaningful to you. And a lot of our experiences through cancer, I I, I hope you'll agree, Uh, they are personal. They are in many ways uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And opening up about those things, not only I think can bring a little bit of closure to you or take the weight off your shoulders, but they're bound to also make things easier for other people because they go, I'm not alone. Yeah, Yeah. Mm of course. Of course.
0: And that's powerful.
1: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, I think that's, that's, that's how we can all um, kind of do this together. That's why it's so important what you guys are doing with Sorry About Cancer Podcast. Because, again, it's an opportunity for people. I think it's, it's, it's such a fantastic thing that you are doing in terms of bringing people together and sharing different ways to tell a personal story in a way that can ultimately help other people. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: and Joe, you you touched on it before we started recording. You briefly mentioned it. Let's just give you a chance to talk about this book. Talk about this book you put out, Simplify Cancer. Give us a quick summary of what it's about. Go for it. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. So yeah, I'm
1: uh, here. It is well. If uh, for the listeners who can't see it, uh, <laughs> I'll talk about this is Simplify Cancer: Men's Guide to Navigating the Everyday Reality of Cancer. And I will quickly relate the story of writing this book because it was important to me as an evolution uh, of a storyteller going from a person who had zero experience with it to a person who is at least feels a little bit more confident about telling my own story. Yeah. The way that I began, guys, I spent a whole year writing a book about my experience with cancer and the way that I would hope to read Uh, other people uh, will be able to gain something from it Mm -hmm. i spent a whole year writing it it was a lot of hard work um this it was probably about 10 times as big as this book i have to say i honestly read this book and i realized that there's a lot of me in there yeah (laughs) there isn't all that much that i think can help other people in this in kind of a practical real life advice sort of like this. So I spent another year basically stripping it down and rewriting it in a way that I knew could make a real difference to guys going through cancer. And to Mm -hmm. me, this was specifically, you know, around helping men studying Mm -hmm. with cancer, not because men and women experience different challenges because I don't think that's the case. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, 99% of it is the same. But I do believe that, you know, guys and girls can relate to things in a different way. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wrote it specifically in a way that I think that guys would be able to relate to these things better. So in this book, I really talk about the way that it is now, which is now, it's really a self-help book. I talk about um, the four main challenges that all of us guys must overcome when we with kids. Which to me is, why me? which is how to deal with the shock of the diagnosis when you find out that you have cancer and how to get past that uh, and and put all of your energy into dealing with cancer treatment. What do I do now? Which is really, you know, how do I build trust with my medical team? What sort of questions I need to be asking my medical specialist? And basically, how do I navigate this whole treatment thing? And then the third question is, who's going to be there for me through cancer? Because we all know that people want to be there for you and want to support you in a meaningful way, but they don't really know how. So, Mm -hmm. here I give my perspective on how people can do that, you know, uh, and and how you can get support that you want on your terms without being weird or without making people feel like they're going out of their own way. Mm -hmm. And the fourth part is really how to deal with waiting and uncertainty. Because that's a huge part, because we're constantly like waiting for something, you know, constantly waiting for the next treatment, the next scan result the next appointment. So I wanted to, uh, that's, that's what I'm so proud of it because I really believe that, um, not because I'm my writing and is so eloquent or anything like that, but I'm really proud of the way that I believe that this is real life advice mm-hmm. someone can apply and use up straight away. Mm-hmm. And the best way to grab this book or at least to find out more about it mm-hmm. <laughs> is if you go to uh, simplifycancerbook.com
2: and watch a video of me basically breaking it down. <laughs> Very good. Amazing. Well, thank you. And that's a great way to wrap up, Joe. We appreciate you sharing that with us. So for all our listeners, we are interviewing Joe Bakmutsky again. This is the second time we've had him on this time around. We dive a little bit more deeper into a storytelling aspect of things. And as you have heard for the past half an hour or so, he's incredible and detailed in his storytelling about how he tells a story to the world He tells us a little bit about some favorite cancer stories and how his story has evolved over time and how his story has, he's managed to continue with his story in that sense. We discuss a little bit about his favorite artists, his favorite writers, authors, podcasters, and how they tell their story and how he describes his brand. And then finally, really what some advice he's learned and how to apply it to storytelling And a little bit about how he's overcome certain barriers to telling his story. So, Joel, again, thank you from both of us for coming back on and just sharing a lot of how you're telling your story. I know it's really helpful advice for all those listeners out there. Thank you so much for having me, guys love what you do thank you
0: so this does end episode 124 learning from our storytellers a big thank you to your listeners as well as Joe for being on the show once again it does mean a lot that everyone keeps on showing up for this beautiful community before you go just a quick reminder if you have any questions suggestions or comments or if you simply want to share your story please do reach out through uh, to us you'll see all of those details in the show notes many smiles to you and see you next week.